Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. It is in giving that we receive. This is from Francis of Assisi. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice. Right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Brigitte Gia and today's theme is the gift of giving and grace. And I'm Joven Hundle. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, which is a top nonprofit honored by both GuideStar and great nonprofits. Please visit www.bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation and get more information about how you, too, can be a part of our mission to increase literacy and positive message media. The Star You Are needs your donations to help us help those in distress by providing books and other resources. Please donate today at bethestarur.org, and you can even donate through PayPal's giving fund with no fees. Alrighty, so we're starting the show today with a chapter from the new Be The Star You Are book, Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices. And this one is The Gift of Giving, written by former Express Yourself host and reporter Caitlin Darrow. So Caitlin is a teenage philanthropist, and she's also a multimedia journalist. And actually, when she was 12, she founded a 501c3 nonprofit organization known as the Angels Community Outreach. And this organization set, uh, was set up in New Jersey storefront, actually. And it right now, it provides free clothing and food and other services to those who need it. Caitlin has won numerous accolades for her volunteer work, including the Presidential Volunteer Service Gold Award. And as a journalist, she has worked with a variety of media outlets, producing compelling reports from a teen's perspective. She also served, again, as a host and reporter right here on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Uh, Fabulous job. She's definitely a leader in that regard, as well as all the other things that she did. Uh, And make sure you guys are learning more about Caitlin after uh, hearing this reading of her chapter at CaitlinDarrow.com. And that's spelled K-A-T-E-L-Y-N-D-A-R-R-O-W.com. Alrighty, here is The Gift of Giving by Caitlin Darrow. Christmas Eve, and I was looking forward to my family's tradition of baking cookies and watching Christmas movies. I had spent the entire day at the Angels Community Outreach, a nonprofit organization my family runs together, and it was time to head home. So we locked the door and started to leave when a small blue car pulled up. A woman hurried out of the car and ran up to us in panic, her body shaking. I could tell that she had been crying, and her eyes were red and her makeup was running. She took a deep breath and quietly confessed, or my last hope. 
She started to explain her situation to us, but all I could notice was a young girl peering out the back window wearing a bright red Santa hat. Tears streamed down her pale face as she told us that she was a single mom who recently lost her job. This led to her being evicted from her apartment. The woman and the girl in the Santa hat, her seven-year-old daughter, had been living in their car for a week. She had very little money and no presents for her daughter because all the funds went to gas and food. Christmas is tomorrow, she said just above a whisper. I don't want Haley to wake up Christmas morning in a car. Her voice cracked when she said Haley's name. I knew we had to do something. I started making calls and getting others involved. My mom took them to a local restaurant for a Christmas Eve meal while my two sisters and I, along with a few friends and neighbors, worked together as Santa's elves to make some magic happen. In the hour, we had a hotel room reserved for two weeks. And that evening, we carpooled to the closest toy store and purchased some gifts for Haley. I kept thinking of her little blue eyes peering out from beneath the Santa hat. There were at least seven of us running up and down the aisles, searching for the perfect Christmas gifts. Barbie doll, check. New pajamas, check. Soccer ball, check. The list went on. I made a quick stop home and filled a box with ornaments and lights. Meanwhile, my older sister went to the Christmas tree farm. Within 20 minutes, we met up at the hotel room and decorated it for Christmas. We wrapped all the toys as fast as we could, and many paper cuts later, the last box was taped and the final bow was tied. Sisters and I hid them inside the closet. Top of the wrap presents was a big note that read, Not open until Christmas morning. Haley and her mom arrived at the hotel room shortly after, their new home for the next two weeks. The mother broke down and cried. She had no words to say, but I could feel the gratitude radiating off her. Haley excitedly yelled out, This is the best. I get to sleep in a bed tonight. It was almost midnight at this point, and as we turned to leave, Haley's demeanor suddenly changed. She started sobbing. How will Santa know where I'm at, she asked tearfully, her blue eyes looking more like oceans. Don't worry, I already made a call to Santa. He knows exactly where you are tonight, I assured Haley, and her mother gave me a knowing look. Although I missed our normal family Christmas Eve traditions that year, it was the best Christmas Eve yet. I witnessed a real-life Christmas miracle when a group of individuals came, down, came together to help complete strangers in need. We gathered at a moment's notice, providing a mother and daughter with a magical holiday. That Christmas Eve, I was shown the true gift of giving. Right, and we have an exercise written by Caitlin to help us experience the gift of giving, and it's called Gather Your Team. Never underestimate the difference you can make. All impact someone's life in a positive way, and demonstrate the gift of giving. Times it's something you can do on your own, and other times you might need to call in a team to complete your mission. This might happen to you. You know who would, you would call to be on your team? Who would be there on Christmas Eve, ready to land a hand to complete strangers? Exercise for you is to get your team together. Then, volunteer project together, make cards for veterans, clean up a park, host a picnic with a homeless person. Whatever you do, I guarantee it will feel good. Uh, and we have a quote as well. Um, when we give cheerfully and accept gratefully, everyone is blessed. That's said by Maya Angelou. Wow, I thought that was a pretty brilliant chapter. And I think uh, Caitlin definitely knows the giving spirit very well and knows how it makes her feel inside and what she can do to help others feel Amazing when they're down in the dumps and kind of pull them out of their sorrows. 
since all of us go through these downs in life, we definitely need to lend a helping hand hand when we see someone else who's uh, at a low point in their life. Actually, funnily enough, um, Christmas seems to be a time of the year when everybody really is delving into that giving spirit and lending a helping hand to their fellow human beings. I think two years ago, um, I had a similar experience on Christmas Day. Was I had the same sort of fulfilling feeling, even though no celebration or things were out of the ordinary, uh, just like Caitlin's experience. But to San Francisco, I live in the San Francisco Bay Area, and I went to one of the more downtrodden uh, areas in the city, one of the districts that were perhaps a little less fortunate. And with an outreach group, I helped serve meals to people without homes, people who were struggling, uh, people who needed a bit of company on Christmas Day, and got to speak with them, talk with them about where they'd been and where they were going and, you know, their hopes and their wishes, their dreams, uh, and what they felt about Christmas, what they felt about sitting with me and eating the food and uh, vice versa. And felt the same sort of energy coming from Caitlin's chapter, and it's definitely very fulfilling. And so, Joven, I wanted to ask you, you know, do you have any similar experiences as well? And how did it make you feel to be able to give back to someone? Uh, yeah, for sure. So, um, funnily enough, another Christmas Eve story. <laughs> uh, I, I believe it was around three or four years ago. Uh, so, it was my family was getting into the whole caroling scene. Uh, the <laughs> first time we had ever done anything like that. And on the, it was in Sacramento, so I'm not from Sacramento, so I didn't really know the area, but we were walking there, and uh, my uncle surprised us, because on our way there, it was a soup kitchen. And so we went in, we sang to everyone in the soup kitchen, and they were having a a feast, basically a feast that was generously donated by members of the community. Um, And, you know, we kind of talked with them, we sang with them, we just had fun with them. And I think like what this story shows, what your story and what Caitlin's story shows, to touch someone and to really impact their lives for a minute there, it's really a lot easier than we might think. Whether it's donating your time, whether it's donating um, effort into, you know, talking with them, whether you're actually going out and buying gifts, it really is a lot easier than you might think to impact somebody's life. And I think all these stories sort of exemplify that spirit, the gift of giving, like you said, very well. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree with you there. Because, yeah, we tend to think that, especially in American society, we tend to think, oh, the, the, the only real way I can make an impact on someone else's life is if I do some big thing for them or they do some big thing for me and we have that that relationship or something like that or especially kind of within that capitalist way of thinking we think oh I can only really like if I lend the money to I don't know buy a house then I've made a big impact on them and otherwise there's no way that our interaction will be meaningful but that really isn't true. And yeah, exactly as you said, all of these stories where 
people have gotten up and extended a hand to someone else and touched their lives, it really does show that little things do count. Little things are meaningful. And giving, wherever you are, however you are, whatever circumstance you find yourself in, giving will make you feel great and will make the other people or the other person feel wonderful as well. And so I think that was definitely an amazing chapter from Caitlin. And I think our experiences, I'm glad we got to share them on air as well, because that sort of experience is definitely not something to be kept to oneself. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have. So listeners, be sure to support our show and these amazing segments by donating to the Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program. We have lots of fun events coming up, so check out BeTheStarYouAre.org and follow our blog. I'm Brigitte Gia. And I'm Joven Hundle. Watch Be The Star You Are's fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash Be The Star You Are. And in addition, Be The Star You Are founder and Express Yourself producer Cynthia Bryan has just authored a brand new book, Growing With The Goddess Gardener. It's now available at cynthiabryan.com slash online hyphen store, and 25% of the proceeds from the book will actually directly benefit Be The Star You Are and Express Yourself. And make sure to keep listening as we continue our conversation about the gift of giving and grace. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our uplifting and inspiring program. I'm Jovan Hundel, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, which is brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. Today's show is all about the gift of giving and Greece. I'm Brigitte Gia. Today we're joined by fabulous guest uh, Alicia Helming, the best-selling author of the Protogenesis book series. She is the president of Protogenesis Media and the executive producer for Footsteps in Athens and Meet Me in Greece, uh, an American reality-based TV series which is currently in development with Trifecta Entertainment. With her extensive business background in renewable energy, Helming actually currently serves on the board of Pristine Sun and has over 25 years experience as CFO to four different companies. And she provides internal and external advisory services to CFOs and CEOs for Fortune 500 companies. So Alicia's Protogenesis uh, book series has actually been described as a thrilling story full of plot twists and turns by the Children's Book Review and Ali Wolanski 
who is a life journalist and contributor to Today, Pop Sugar and Women's Health, um, stated that Genesis actually bridges Greek and American communities with creativity, fantasy, and a strong woman main character who learns what she's really made of. So the book is definitely a powerful, powerful story that has really drawn in audiences um, globally and has become a bestseller. Alrighty, with that, let's go ahead and welcome Alicia onto the show. Hi, Alicia. Hi, how are you? Thank you. Super excited to have you on today and super excited to hear more about your career in renewable energy and your wonderful, wonderful book series. And so, you know, I just wanted to start out by asking, you know, with your background, renewable energy, how did you become a young adult author? Uh, well, so this is this is something that's probably really relevant to to you and your listeners here. And that is, is that my teenage niece actually about three years ago. She was um, 16 at the time. And she had this idea that um, came from Greek mythology. She loved mythology. And she came to me because I had taken some um, classes at, at UCLA for screenwriting and I had written a screenplay. So I had some writing background and she just, she came to me with an idea for a novel and we started writing together. And uh, we, were, we were writing this together and then from there, um, she wasn't able to continue uh, writing it as much with her school schedule, so she ended up being my young adult editor, and I continued with the project to finish the book. Oh, that's a really interesting process. It's very uh, unique amongst uh, a lot of the different authors we've seen on the show, and it's nice to see that you know a team was involved with that. Exactly. Um, and so I wanted to ask then, so what exactly did your writing process look like with the teenager and also just in general by yourself? Well, since I come from a screenwriting background, um, I have more of a visual sense with my writing. And so, and also the other challenge we had was that we were writing the story together. And so we had to be consistent with how our characters looked. So what we did, the very first thing um, was to go online and just do random Google searches to find the look of each of our characters. And often it was people that you never would have heard of before or seen before, it was just a face that represented that look that we agreed upon. And, and then we also did that with our locations. We went and we found houses that looked like the house that we would set the scene at, for instance. And this way we could both write the same scenes, for instance, and for me it's all scenes, but um, chapters. We would, we would write um, very similar in that way. So it was, a, it was a very interesting process to set it up that way. Wow, absolutely. I think that that's really cool because it does definitely include your background in there. And then it's it's also, I've, I've never heard of that way of, you know, collaborating with another author. And that's that's pretty, pretty innovative. Wow, that's really cool. And yeah, so, but- absolutely. And, I, and you mentioned that your niece, uh, you know, she started out with that kind of, that that new interest in mythology brought it into this idea for a novel and eventually for a series. And so I imagine that a lot of research must have been done to write the book and to create the plot, find the scenes, find the characters' looks. So what type of research was done for the book? How did you guys go about structuring your research process, finding all the information that was needed to write the book? Well, so basically the story um, came to us within about two weeks, 
And it was a lot of brainstorming, um, working with myths that, that she was familiar with because I wasn't familiar with mythology before this. Um, I, I knew the basics, you know, like Zeus and Poseidon, you know, like I watched the movies, right? <laughs> Percy <she's>, Jackson. <laughs> Percy Jackson, well, yeah. But she's like a real expert. So um, it was really great that we got a little bit of time to work together. And then she got a um, basically a full paid semester in Germany. And so she had to go to do that, where she had to speak German for a whole semester. And so that's what happened. And then, um, you know, you get really busy as a teenager, so you can't do all the work that would be involved. Um, So what ended up happening, though, was that I realized really quick that if we're going to set the story in Greece, which is what we decided to do, um, there's there's a lot of young adult novels out there that are about Greek, Greek mythology and even the Percy Jackson series, for instance. Um, that are not set in Greece, they're set elsewhere. And, and that's because you're taught to write what you know. And, and so now I know why most of these books are not set there, because I had to go there uh, over 15 times to gather enough information and research to make this as culturally ac- uh, accurate as possible. And to really understand the, the philosophy, the philosophers, the ancient philosophers, the mythology, the excavation sites, so basically everything that you read in Protogenesis is based on some sort of real science or real um, real life Greece that's going on today, for instance. Wow, that's really interesting, especially the fact that you went there over 15 times. I know. Um, you know <laughs> I remember reading this one like trivia factoid. So my mom's favorite movie is Titanic, and I remember reading that James Cameron originally wasn't even planning to necessarily make a movie about Titanic. He just sort of used that whole guise as an excuse so that a movie studio would pay for his passage to go <laughs> explore the wreck of the Titanic. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it wasn't exactly easy because even though my businesses have done really well, um, it was basically we, we've run a lot of our expenses for, from our businesses through frequent flyer uh, credit card programs. But I had over a million miles banked for my frequent flyer miles. Wow. <laughs> I've, been, I've, been in, I've had startup companies now for uh, since, since 2000, 1998, that time. So um, that was really, really helpful because it is really expensive to travel. And then there were a lot of people that I met. Um, from, And I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of really exciting stuff that happened the first trip. Um, one of the guys that I had Googled on the wall was uh, my one of the love interests that we decided on, Hannah and I. And... Um, when I got to Greece, I was going from the airport to the hotel, and alongside the road, there were these banners, and they were Greek singers, and it was talking about the show that they were putting on, and um, all of a sudden, this face popped up, and I was like, oh my God, that guy is one of the, the characters we had on the wall, <laughs> <That's it. laughs> and he was Greek, and he was a singer, like, he had all these similarities to the guy that I had written, or that we had written. And um, so uh, from there, uh, when I got to the hotel, we looked up with the concierge, who, who in the heck is this guy? And because um, I, I didn't know his name or anything. And she's like, oh, well, he lives around here. He lives down the street and he, he knows the hotel owners really well. And I was like, oh, no, this is crazy, right? It's like, oh, like what I wrote was starting to happen, right? And um, so we went off to the beach and we were sitting there at the beach, my sister and I. And this is um, Hannah's mother came with me on the trip. Because Hannah was busy 
as I said, in Germany. And um, so we're sitting at the beach, and there's a guy sitting next to us. He's lounged um, with a hat on his face, sleeping, and he's got this really cool tattoo on his arm. And on the tattoo are these birds, and I thought, wow, I really like those birds. It's like eagles flying, and that inspired some stuff in my book, in the book. And uh, what happened was um, I finally went on Instagram while I was sitting there and um, found out the guy with that tattoo was the guy on my wall who was the singer. And when I when we went back to look, he was not there. So it was really, really crazy. Uh, oh, my God. He's the guy. He's sitting right next to me. And that was within eight hours of being in Greece. And it, that that coincidence, that level of coincidence, you know that something's good there. Oh, that that's right. pretty insane. Yeah, it's really insane. Yeah. And speaking of songs, though, I I, I wanted to ask because I know um, have uh, I think Costa's Mar- Martikis at uh, the Martikis. <laughs> I Americanize everything. I cannot yeah. pronounce a name, but he created a, a hit single, Forever and Tonight, for, for Protogenesis. And I, I wanted to ask about that as well, because it seems so cool to me that there's this connection with this, this local singer who you cast as, you know, one of the love interests within the book. And then you have another, another Greek god, uh, he's Maybe. called yeah like Apollo, I, you know, yeah. yeah oh my goodness yeah. so how yeah. was that process you know have you have you worked with him in structuring the song um was there a process did you get to interact with him in any way when he was creating this song for protogenesis okay so so that face on the wall and that guy at the beach was Costas Martakis so that is <laughs> that's the guy yeah and um so two more trips to Greece um no one was really willing to introduce me to him right away, even though a lot of people knew him, because he's a, he's a pretty big star there. And, um, you know, they want to make sure I wasn't crazy. They're like, oh, yeah, she's an American. <laughs> <laughs> so I came back twice. And the second time, I ended up staying with the concierge in the hotel. And when I stayed with her, she really got to know me. And she was like, okay, um, I think I can introduce you to him. Um, but up until that point, I hadn't finished the first draft of the book, and I didn't want to meet him and have that influence the story. So uh, I didn't meet him intentionally, too, in that way. But when I was about to leave that third trip, um, I finished the first draft, and Desi, the concierge at the hotel, was like, okay, I think it's time now to meet him. You're going to meet him tonight. So... <laughs> It's like, oh, my God, you're kidding me. <laughs> so I was a little nervous, actually. You know, so he's younger than me, and but he's, mm-hmm. like, big star there, you know? So I was like, oh, my God, I feel like, I, I feel like I'm a teenager right now. Cause like, oh. <laughs> so um, when I met him and I told him that story about the beach, he was he looked it up on his phone. And he's like, oh, my God, I was there. You know, like, this is true. This is totally yeah. true. Blowing me away, right? And so he and I shared a little story Um I had a near-death experience um, on Mount, Mount Kilimanjaro where um, I, almost, I, I got to almost to the top and then I got pulmonary edema, which is where your blood uh, vessels burst in your chest. Goodness. And I had to be evacuated down the mountain, but not with helicopter because I don't have those there. And um, <laughs> so anyway, I had that um, near-death experience and he had something similar happen where he was close to you. He had some sort of accident, and he was also 
um, very sick at one point and had something similar. And we, so we, we bonded and connected on that right away as well. And after that first meeting, he's like, I really want to do something for you in this book. And it feels amazing, this whole story. And so he's like, I want to write a song for the book. And I was like, okay, like who does that, right? <laughs> who gives that? Yeah, and, and oh my gosh, and it just it just happened like that. That's really yeah. incredible. Yeah. Oh man, it and seems almost happen. like yeah, that it, it seems almost like fate is just boom like that. And yeah. you know, he's in the book, and then you got to meet him, and he said, "I'll write this this song for you for this yeah. book." Yeah, well, and then, yeah, and then Hannah came actually as my intern for that summer. And um, so we worked together a lot on the song. And we were, I got to actually go in the studio, work with a music producer, with a lyricist to adjust the lyrics. Um, and Costa yes. couldn't speak that much English. He mostly spoke Greek. So he needed me and Hannah to help him with his English. Oh, and then he was able to, to bring it all together. Uh, yeah. You know, um, yeah, I actually, we're running a bit short on time for this segment, oh, okay. uh, so I do have to cut you off, but we definitely, I definitely want to hear more about this, and uh, we'll be coming back with it in the next segment for sure. Um, right. So audience, make sure you're learning more about Alicia and her work at aliciahelming.com, that's spelled A-L-Y-S-I-A. Uh, H-E-L-M-I-N-G and find out more about Protogenesis on Facebook at facebook.com slash novel and make sure you're also visiting bethestarur.org for more information about Express Yourself and Be The Star You Are. I'm Brigitte Gia. And I'm Jovan Hundle. Don't forget that we're also selling raffle tickets for $5 each for two individuals to win a field visit to go watch the Oakland A's baseball team's batting practice and actually meet the players and go to a game. And this opportunity will actually be won by two different lucky pairs. Um, go to www.bethestarur.org slash events to um, look into this opportunity. And this has been another segment of Express Yourself Teen Radio. Keep listening as we continue our enlightening conversation on the gift of giving and grease with author Alicia Helmings. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at be the star you are radio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. We're staying with us here at Voice America Kids. 
I'm Brigitte Gia, and our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. For this edition of Express Yourself, we're extending a wonderful discussion about the gift of giving and grace. And I'm Jovan Hundle. We're back with amazing guest author Alicia Helming, who penned the best-selling Protogenesis book series. And here's a bit more info about the books. In the first book, Protogenesis Before the Beginning, cultural fiction and ancient mythology converge in modern-day Greece. The novel follows Helene, an American teenage girl whose entire life is thrown into disarray when her mother suddenly disappears. She moves to Greece to live with a relative and must navigate how to fit in her new life and transform into the powerful woman she really is. While investigating her mother's disappearance, Helene discovers a portal to another world where Greek mythology comes to life. And over 500 people in Greece have contributed to Alicia's research for the protogenesis novel, including renowned Greek archaeologists, cultural and mythology experts, and the American School of Classical Studies in Athens. And in addition, due to the overwhelming response to the novel in Greece, protogenesis has actually been selected to be featured in the United Nations 2018 World Book Capital event in Athens, and which is supported by the Greek consulate. And with that, let's welcome Alicia back onto the show. Hi, Alicia. Hi there. Um, yeah, glad to have you back on for this segment. And so I wanted to just dive right in and ask, so you talked a little bit in the last segment about how, you know, it was your niece who kind of got you into mythology. And um, like before you wrote this novel, you didn't know that that much about it. But then after consulting with your niece and these experts, now I wanted to ask, are there any plans in the future to delve into more work regarding mythology or anything like that? Yes, definitely, because I have six more books to write in the series. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's going to be a lot of work. And each each book is set in a different part of, of Greece. Oh, wow. So there's, yeah. you've got all of that variety in there and all of the, <laughs> I'm just imagining all of the uh, the different scenes that you're yeah. finding, <laughs> that you're finding pictures of, as we talked about in the last segment. <laughs> and I guess that's, uh, that's also more, more trips to Greece for you, I suppose, uh, to really get involved in these next six books. We're definitely very excited to see this. And yeah. uh, I, I also wanted to jump back onto the topic that we were discussing uh, with Kostas and the, the song um, for the Protogenesis series. And so you mentioned that you were working with these lyricists and these producers and, you know, go ahead and tell us a little bit more about that. You know, how was that experience for you? Uh, what is something new that you maybe learned during that process? Well, it was definitely completely new for me. Um, I think one of the most exciting parts for me was um, when we got the song to a, a certain place, um, then it became necessary to add an instrumental section. And for me, I, I have some training in classical ballet, so I love classical music. And um, one thing that the Greeks are really well known for is the clarinet. And the clarinet, the way, the way they play it is almost like a saxophone a little bit. It sounds very jazzy to my ears. Oh, It's really, really awesome, I think. And so we have two instrumentals in the song that were um, performed by the top clarinet player in Greece. And, Gosh. and the lute as well. So we had the lute in the beginning instead of a flute. And then we had the clarinet instead of a saxophone in the middle. And, and they sound really, really similar. But, um, but it's definitely very Greek. And it was incredible to be in the studio with that, with the composer, the music producer and composer, and then also the clarinet player right there. And then, of course, amazing, gorgeous Costa. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I was wow. like, oh, my God. Oh, Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was, a, it was oh. an incredible experience. 
Absolutely, I can imagine. Well, I never, I never knew that that the because the clarinet, uh, I'm, uh, I play the violin, and so I'm, I've dealt with the the school's jazz band at my high school, and a lot of the time it's the clarinet players who are then switching into saxophone. So I never knew that, you know, in Greece you take the clarinet and transform it into a jazzy sort of instrument, and that that's super cool. I I had no idea, and I'm I'm glad that all of these elements were tied in to really tie the song to Greece in, in all its glory, essentially. And that is, that is really, really brilliant. And, you know, I also, I, I wanted to the conversation a little bit towards uh, your experience in business as well. I wanted to ask, uh, you know, since before you started the novel, you had a strong business background and you're still, you know, you're, managing startups, you're traveling everywhere to get things started. And I wanted to ask, did your business background help you maybe interact with people when you were conducting research or uh, when you were promoting the book? How did your business background tie into your being able to spread the book out to the audience? Well, um, first of all, because I was a startup person, I feel like I'm very scrappy with the money. And so I can take uh, very, very little money and make a lot with it. And and it includes like motivating people, getting people involved who want to help with the cause, like passion. You know, they're excited yeah. about it. They want to help bring the magic of Greece to the world, for instance. And so I have a lot of people that are helping. And, and so I had over 500 people that I met over those 15 trips that somehow have helped me in some way. And so it feels more like the book was a, a bit of a community effort. So one thing that I did that was a little bit different in entertainment is I started a company called Protogenesis Media for my book. I started with that. And then from there, I started giving ownership to people who were helping, like key people who were helping. So now I have um, Hollywood producers. I have um, publicity, publicists. I have marketing professionals. I have... um, editors and all kinds of people that have ownership, small amounts of ownership. But the biggest piece was um, because I felt this great karma with Casas, I gave him some ownership and he has earned every son of that ownership, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) So he sits on the board with me now. And for him to have an opportunity like this in the United States is so huge because He's very big in Greece, but not very many performers have really made it outside of Greece in there's the mass markets outside of the Greek populations that are in the United States, for instance. So it's a really, really big opportunity for him, for sure. Yeah, and so I love all the different innovative stuff that you're doing with your book series. So how you and Brigitte were talking about the theme song, and then you're going to have the Meet Me in Greece TV series. And I also saw on your website that you have these um, short films about Athens in there. So tell us your process for this TV series and these short films. So what kind of gave you these ideas, and how exactly did you film them then? Okay, well, going back to my business background, um, I was the vice president of of strategy, for instance, for a division of Wells Fargo Bank. So strategic thinking is is very important to what I think I'm really good at. And so what I did was I put the book in the middle of a a wheel. And then I I started brainstorming of different um, other uh, marketing or products that I could offer around the book. And, and the idea is if one of those products takes off, then the book and everything else follows suit. And um, so the Footsteps films were made a little bit early in the process, but 
the idea was if you go to Paris or Rome, for instance, the Dan Brown series, for instance, if you read the book for Paris, like uh, Da Vinci Code, people actually go there to follow the circuit of where Dan Brown's characters went. So my idea was let's do this in Athens with our characters. Let's follow them around. And so because Costas was such a big part of everything I'm doing, he... He starred in the, the the short films with me, and we basically take you as the reader on a little journey to those exact locations that are off the beaten path, places that, like, the worst neighborhood in Athens was at the time, in Taxodio. And because we partnered with a really big um, tourism group, we were able to really promote that short film about that area. And now one of the hottest bars in Athens is located across the street. Yeah, <laughs> so, just years later. so I feel really good about that. Absolutely. Wow. And you know, that that's perfect because reading at the end of a day is just this, you know, it's, it's a big adventure and uh, to a big degree, you're taking your readership on this adventure in many different ways. And that's also, that's, you know, that's incredible for that neighborhood and, and you guys are doing so much good and you're, you're giving back. Uh, it's giving back to, the community, and that's that's absolutely that's really nice to hear. And you know, I wanted to ask as well. Um, besides, uh, sort of the the work behind the book, I wanted to ask about. I think Helen is that how you pronounce Helene? Helene. Helene um, yes. I I wanted to ask uh, because most people um, who read the book have been able to see that she's this strong, powerful character, this strong female protagonist, and I wanted to ask if she was based off an idea that you had or a wish to see maybe more strong woman characters uh, within novels, or maybe if there's any real-life inspiration behind the development of her character. Yeah, and, and this is a good tie-in to, um, to Joven's question about Meet Me in Greece as well. Um, Meet Me in Greece is this, my real-life story of... Um, Basically, my my whole life, I've kind of had this gift where if I write things, like nonfiction-wise, sometimes they happen. And it's more about manifesting, like the secret. It's like, uh, I write it, I work hard, I trust, I have faith, I focus, and then it happens. And I just keep my eye on the dream, and then just you keep working at it. But the writing it, if you write something, you can manifest it. That's the whole thing. So um, for me, in my journeys to Greece, each time I went, it was like I transformed a little bit. And each time I wrote more about my character, it was as if the fiction was coming to life for me and my friends in different ways, like, like seeing Costas, for instance, in real life. Like, oh, my God, my muse is a real guy, right? And, and um, there were just a lot of little coincidences like that happened. And so that, that is, uh, you definitely see a lot of, of me and my growth process uh, in Helene. And as I became more st- strong as a woman, she also did. So for better or for worse, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you so much, Alicia, for this wonderful discussion, all these insights into your writing process, um, getting a theme song, your upcoming, well, your short films, television series, and just, yeah, discussing your Protogenesis series. Uh, unfortunately, we are out of time for this segment, but listeners, make sure to find more information about Alicia and Protogenesis at aliciahelming.com, spell A-L-Y-S-I-A, 
H-E-L-M-I-N-G.com, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash protogenesisnovel. Make sure to also follow Be The Star You Are and express yourself at bethestarur.org to support our show and find more segments like this. I'm Jovan Hundle. Again, during the break, be sure to check out our 501c3 literacy and positive media charity at bethestarur.org. Visit expressyourselfteenradio.com for more information about our show. And when we come back, we'll be returning to our discussion on giving and grease. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Brigitte Gia on Express Yourself, and in this last segment, we'll be closing out a fantastic hour-long show about giving and grease. And I'm Joven Hundel. Uh, we're finishing today with an open discussion about Greece, Greece, ancient and modern, and the important role that the Grecian culture has played in developing Western culture. And to just kind of dive right into it, um, so I wanted to ask you, Brigitte, so out of all this Greek culture and history, you know, we're talking about mythology a lot in the last segment, and they also influence democratic systems, all this other political innovations, military innovations, mathematics, all that. Uh, what do you find the most fascinating about Greek culture? Well, you know, Jovan, funnily enough, I, um, as young student back in my late elementary and early middle school days, I was... I was very much obsessed almost with uh, Greek culture and especially ancient Greek, kind of the Hellenistic world. And I would say that Greek culture and society has been so impactful in so many different ways on the development of Western society and Western culture uh, that it's it's almost unbelievable how, how important a role the ancient Greek culture has played. Uh, I think, particularly besides besides, let's say, giving us the the idea of a democratic structure, giving us, uh, you know, yeah, military innovations or the Olympics, for example, or any anything art related, culture related. I think just the idea that ancient Greece embodies just this this golden enlightenment like when I think of the term ancient Greece I almost think of like a golden light just that that aura 
almost uh, really inspires me personally and fascinates me. And I think we've, in Western culture, we've kind of used this golden aura, this, this kind of enlightened ideal as something that to strive for. And I think that's one of the most important roles that their history has played in the development of the Western culture is that they've given us this this ideal, this beautiful ideal to strive towards and to build towards. And so because of that ideal or inspired by it, we've pushed the idea of democracy, we've pushed the idea of enlightenment philosophy, thinking on things, you know, having Socratic seminars in class. And I think that's definitely one really important role that um, ancient Greece has played, uh, besides giving us a lot of different innovations. And uh, I wanted to ask uh, Joven, Joven, do you, you know, have, have you looked into any sort of um, aspect of ancient Greece as well? Like, do you, do you find maybe mythology more fascinating or warfare, philosophy, what do you think is the most intriguing uh, part of that Greek influence? Yeah, so there's two big ones for me. So number one, definitely that mythology. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I used to love reading Percy Jackson, mm. uh, Delaire's Greek myths. Yes. I used to love reading about Greek mythology. And that's, it kind of led me on then to, you know, other <laughs> Rick Riordan mythology book. And then also just Roman, Egyptian, Norse, Persian, all these other sorts of mythologies. Greek was sort of the starting point for me, as I think it was for a lot of people. And then in addition to that, um, you know, I've always really been interested in history. And so Greece, like how you were saying how it's kind of amazing how influential Greece has been on Western civilization. And I think that's really true. This tiny little nation uh, not tiny compared to other European nations in that area, but compared to, you know, all these other nations, this tiny little country there, Mediterranean, has really influenced us so much. So I loved reading about, you know, the history of all of those Greek city-states, uh, like Athens or Sparta, Corinth, Thebes, that are all, you know, defined by different identities. So you would have Athens, the intellectual paradise. You would have Sparta, the military society. So um, the Peloponnesian War, the Delian League, I just loved reading about all of this different ancient Greek history. And then Alexander the Great, I can't believe I forgot him. And so, yeah, it was just really fascinating for me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I just... Seems, of course, reality is they were everybody and every every important figure there and every population, every group, every city-state that was involved... They were all human, and I'm sure the reality of the history was not as glorious as we see it today. But I think reading about, yeah, what you said, the Peloponnese Wars and the city-states and all of these different events that, uh, that happened during that time period, during kind of the golden age of Greece, they're so fascinating and they're so, seems almost as if these godlike population that's fighting for a certain ideal, you know, they're fighting for their democracy against this empire and, you know, vanquishers. And it's so powerful that I can definitely see how the history really attracts you and keeps you there. <laughs> um, 
to a certain degree, it almost, uh, as I said, I think it, it, it really inspires us to strive for greatness and strive for democracy. And it's definitely a good read, too, <laughs> if you're definitely. reading some of those accounts. Um, and so I wanted to ask, uh, you know, you brought up history and how that's really, really interesting to you. And Jovan, why do you think it's important that we should retain this knowledge of our classical roots uh, besides uh, just being interested in it? Yeah, so I think we can see a lot of um, just remnants of Greek civilization in our society today. And, you know, that's enough to make us kind of look back and see, hey, where did all these things come from? If you look at... I don't know, the Supreme Court building with all the Supreme Court building with all its giant pillars. I'm sorry, I'm no architecture expert, but <laughs> Greek architecture and Roman architecture, whether you have the Olympic Games, you know, we see a lot of elements of historical Greek culture in our society today. And I think that's definitely reason enough to look into um, Greek history as a whole. Absolutely. Uh, I think that really rings true that we are really, really just strongly influenced by ancient Greece, by the art, the philosophy, the thinking, the, the, the democratic roots as well. And I, I think it's definitely just very, very incredible. Uh, you know, so what, what a great conversation we've had about Greece and about uh, the influence that it's had on the culture we live in today. Uh, with that, however, it is sadly time to say farewell. Thank you, Joven, so much for sticking with me as I've gone on a tangent and I've loved hearing <laughs> about what you find fascinating about ancient Greece. Uh, so guys, we give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Kids crew, especially our voice engineer, A-Rod. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Brigitte Gia. And I'm Jovan Hundel. You've been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For info on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs, make sure to go to our main site at bethestarur.org. And until next week, remember, be kind, give lots, of, give lots, and Greek out. And be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine. Between the lines If you would let yourself